It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome back to the Franchise Focus Podcast Series. I am not Joe Dolan. In fact, I am Graham Barfield. Joe has a super busy day today. He's on the show with John. He's, uh, he's, he's all over the place today. So Tom and I are going to be breaking down the next couple of teams as we round out our franchise focus series. And again, guys, we've been like a broken record on these podcasts. If you haven't checked these out, uh, they are by far the, the best and the most detailed team preview series that you will find for the fantasy season to get you rolling. We, you know, we break down every single projected player. Uh, Tom's got, you know, not only, you know, some, some, a very small taste of his betting previews in here. Uh, I'm doing pace and tendencies and key stats. Our guy, Wes Huber's doing scheme notes and John's rounding us out with uh, some final points on the team. So yeah, get in, see the franchise focus series. And if you want to check out Tom's betting side previews, that is on the premium side of the site. And he has been uh, releasing those with, uh, like, in conjunction with these franchise focus series. So, Tom, today we're talking San Francisco 49ers. Let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start out at the top. Uh, right now, the Niners' win total is 10.5. They are plus 650 to win the NFC Championship, plus 1,400 to win the Super Bowl. And neither of those things have changed very much. Even with Trey Lance uh, doing Trey Lance things in training camp, I don't think their win total or their Super Bowl odds have changed all that much. Um, you know, they're healthy this year, Tom, and uh, I think I think these are pretty efficient lines here. Yeah, you don't see this too often. You know, a, a team that goes 6-10 and 10 and, you know, has a, a very disappointing season that, you know, underwhelms compared to their, you know, their preseason odds, uh, you know, going into the 2020 season, and then, you know, nothing changes in the offseason. But, you know, I, you know, it's gotten the you know the the, the odds makers have gotten a lot smarter here. The the betters have gotten a lot smarter here. They know you know a lot of the 49ers troubles last year were you know pretty much all related to their injury issues. Uh, you know they had the most man games missed last year. I think it was 326 games overall. You know with uh, you know starters missing the lineup: Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Garoppolo, D Ford, Debo Samuel, Mostert. You know just. Just a who's who uh, on their roster that missed games last year. So, uh, you know, of course, they played the long season the year before. They, you know, go into February, play the yeah. Chiefs. So, uh, you know, we've seen this in the past where, you know, these teams that make these deep runs, uh, they, you know, the, the old Super Bowl hangover. And uh, they, they certainly felt it last year. But, you know, they, they re- reloaded this offseason, uh, you know, bring in Trey Lance, trade up to get him. That was the one uh, one area where they – think that they can get over the top here uh jimmy garoppolo is you know he's flashed at times but you know now it's mm-hmm. two out of three years here where he hasn't been able to complete the season and uh you know he kind of you know he left some throws out in the field in that super bowl two years ago so he did you know that that was uh kind of the their top goal for this offseason get that quarterback to take him over the top here yeah, I mean, if he hits that, you know, bomb to I think it was Manny Sanders in that Chiefs oh, yeah. game. I mean, if he it hits that bomb, it wasn't like a terrible throw. It was just no. a yard or two over, but he was wide open, and yeah, that, that's if, the difference in the game there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was the difference that changed. That would have changed the complexion of that game and possibly brought the Niners a uh, another Super Bowl ring back home. But 
Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, it's just I think everybody knows what the Niners year looked like last year. I mean, they were down to like Michael Hasty in the backfield last year. I mean, it was just a full on, full blown disaster uh, with so many injuries. So yeah, ten and a half win total seems pretty efficient. Um, Tom, we can't go through this whole podcast without talking about the Lance and Jimmy G situation. Um, you know, by all accounts, and you know, I think you and I see this pretty similarly. Yes. <laughs> um, I think by all accounts, Trey Lance is going to start fairly early. Now, whether or not that's week one remains to be seen. Um, Kyle Shanahan has so far has not necessarily <laughs> been tipping his tipping his hand by any means. Uh, a couple days ago, he mentioned that, hey, Trey Lance isn't going to get any first team reps. And then literally yeah. the next day, he got first oh, Yeah, he's like reps. literally trying to bluff people. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, not even come on. Ahead. He's just bluffing right now. Yeah, it's like, what are we even doing here? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Lance at some point. Um, he's starting to creep up in drafts. I mean, let's just talk quickly, you know, about his upside and just the obvious appeal in this offense here. Yeah, I, I see you've uh, added to our futures bets as well. You have a yes. you have an interest in this uh, in this this quarterback competition. I do. So I do. Um, I don't get those kind of odds. It's it's for the starting quarterback position. Uh, you know, Trey Lance is a big underdog here. Pennsylvania, unfortunately, I don't get those kind of odds. Uh, really? So they don't – you, got, you can bet props. props. It, it has to be settled on the field in Pennsylvania. So. Oh, that's right. You were explaining that to me. Okay, yeah. yeah I couldn't yeah. do uh, a lot of the draft stuff uh, you know, in, in Pennsylvania here. But. That's so bizarre. It's just – it's like kind of the same thing. It's just – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it technically it's all, is settled on the field, though, if you think about it. Yeah, Lance yeah I know. Yeah. If he's on the field. field for the first snap of the game, yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah. kind of settled on the field. But I guess it's, yeah. you know, they can, uh, you know, rumors and, you know, you know, news leaks or whatever. But, yeah. you know, okay. it, it's getting, uh, it feels like it's the last week or so of this quarterback competition's gotten a little bit closer. As you said, they were not going to play him on, for, you know, the first team snaps, but that has changed. And, uh, you know, the reports coming out of camp are that, you know, he's, you know, making all the throws, uh, not too many incompletions. And, uh, you know, Shanahan's kind of showing, you know, why he drafted on me. He wants to do these design runs. They're showing those a bit in camp as well. So he just adds another level to this offense. And, uh, you know, just, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a statue back there. He's, uh, yep. you know, it has to be well-defined for him. Uh, you know, he's kind of like these, you know, Kirk Cousins types that, uh, you know, everything has to be kind of perfect for him to to make things happen. And Trey Lance isn't that guy. He's got the second reaction ability. Uh, you can do design runs with him. He can make things happen. So uh, it's only a matter of time before he's the quarterback. It's starting to feel like he's trending towards being that week one starter. But, um, you know, the thing is, they have such an easy schedule this year. Uh, oh, I, I guess that would be the concern. You know, if Garoppolo gets the week one nod and they get off to a, a fairly nice start, they have, I believe, road games against the Eagles and the Lions. So two very winnable games. And, um, you know, that's kind of the concern, I guess, if you're if you're uh, backing Lance. But, you know, we talked about Fields earlier in this, this series and how both Lance and Fields were being underdrafted. And that's that's – significantly changed here over the last month since we started these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, his, his pri- both of their prices have r- risen basically by a round or two here in recent weeks. Yeah. Especially Lance. Um, yeah. You know, I was getting Lance in the 13th, 14th round of, you know, best ball 10 drafts, you know, just, you know, routinely, last month. Yeah. yeah. Routinely is QB two, QB three on some of those teams. And now, you know, he's 
he's creeping up into the 12th. I still think there's a lot of value in that price. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, they start the year Lions, Eagles, and they play the Packers in week three. Um, it gets a little tougher from there, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals. Uh, but then they get the Colts who might not have their, you know, two of their three, you know, two of their five off- offensive linemen. And Wentz is a big question mark, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it starts pretty easy. They have three pretty tough games in week three through five. Then it evens, uh, evens back I out. I mean, honestly, if I'm a coach and I'm looking at this and yeah. we know we're going to go to Trey Lance anyway at some point this season, I want him to get starts against the Lions and Eagles. Get his, I get was just thinking wet. the same thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I, I want him to get his feet wet. I want him to get comfortable. Uh, I don't want to throw him into the fire against the Packers or one of these two divisional games before their bye week. So, uh, exactly. Yeah, my my concern with Lance is, you know, if they don't start him week one, you almost might have to wait till week seven before he starts. But even then, yeah. I still like the upside. I mean, I've been comparing him with like, you know, one of these top five or six, you know, with the Dak Prescotts and the Lamar Jacksons, Kyler Murrays, guys that can carry my team through the first you know, how many weeks that I need him. And then I get those high upside weeks with Trey Lance whenever he does finally start. So um, even if it's week seven, you know, I'm still willing to take that chance. Yeah, me too. And I'm all, I'm all over Lance and best ball. I have an ass load of Lance teams in best ball. But uh, podcast in early July, I I would guess that between Lance and Fields, I was probably, I probably had those guys on like 80% of my teams. It was, yeah, I'm right right there with you. It was just like auto pick and 13, 14th (laughs) round. It's definitely dipped here recently with their, their ADP surging, but I'd stay Say I'm still probably around sixty percent, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm quite heavy too. I, in my managed league, though, my plan is like I want one of those you know mid round quarterbacks like we've been talking about on all these shows, you know the Lamars or the Allens or whatever. My plan though is if I don't get one of those guys or I don't get Wilson or Rogers and like a couple rounds later, I'm just like going Tannehill Lance is like my pairing because you know Tannehill is going to start the year and he's going to do. You know, normal back end QB one things, but then I want that that baked in upside for whenever Lance is is healthy. Um, so, you know, it, it's just a matter of time with Trey Lance. I think that's that's basically what we're saying. Um, let's talk quickly about these backs too, because Tom, I mean, we all know what these 49ers backs as a whole can do. Um, over the last two years, the Niners are fourth and third in total fantasy points as a team, as a, you know, as a running back kind of group, they're fourth and third in fantasy points, which is just crazy. I mean, that's up there with the Saints, you know, the Chargers a couple years ago. Um, you know, the production as a whole is fantastic, but the problem is, um, you know, these parts that play in the hole are often not very usable. I mean, last year, you know, it was not probably the best year to use this example, but, you know, Jeff Wilson led the team in fantasy points per game. Uh, obviously, Raheem Mostert missed a bunch of time. Uh, Jerick McKinnon came in and started, but then he missed some time. Um, you know, and now, you know, the dra- drafters in the market know this, right? Like intuitively, Mostert and Sermon are going sixth, seventh, eighth round, just depending on what type of leagues you're playing in. Um, but, you know, that being said, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round, that's like right exactly where a lot of these guys have been finishing, you know, RB25, RB30 range. It's certainly not in uh, a super valuable price, but it's also not, you know, completely ridiculous. So Sermon versus, Mo- versus Mostert. Um, Tom, where are you at? Because I actually don't think you and I have talked about um, how we have these two guys ranked out. So yeah. uh, do you have a Mostert first or Sermon first? I have Sermon first. I, and it's okay. kind of a, like a, a bigger look at 
just the way they're kind of building the backfield. I, I think they, they, this offseason they go out and add Wayne Gallman, who's a, a bigger back. He's you know six one, you know six foot six one. He's in that two fifteen to two twenty range, and you know they and then they draft Trey Sermon, who's you know another bigger back. And I, I, I think they kind of have these guys kind of paired off in twos here. I think they want Sermon and Gallman, you know, to be those guys that get the 15 carries a game they, they carry the load a little bit more in this backfield and I think after you know the the way the injuries piled up uh you know with Mostert and and with Jeff Wilson and Jarek McKinnon last year you know all three guys that are on the smaller side of things in terms of uh running backs I, I think they wanted to beef up the backfield and they kind of yeah. want to use you know uh Mostert and Jeff Wilson kind of more in that slasher role come in uh you know in that eight to 10 carry a game range, you know, kind of yeah, as the change of pace. So uh, that's why I kind of have Sermon a little bit higher. I think they want him, they, they envision him as a guy that can take on a bigger workload. Um, and maybe he's the, maybe he's the goal line guy, but uh, that's, that's why I kind of been leaning towards, towards uh Sermon. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out here. Uh, you know, most I think they, they'd rather him, because he's, he's one of the most explosive backs in the league. They kind of want to preserve those touches, use them in spots, and, uh, you know, really catch defenses off guard. So, uh, you know, I still like both of them. I, I, I've been, I have a lot more Sermon than I do Mostert, just because they're okay. going around a similar similar price. But uh, I have no the, – the problem is, you touched on it, they just have so much depth in this backfield. It's tough yeah. to see one of these guys getting into that RB1 range. But I still feel like just – the way that the uh, the offenses run, how efficient they are, uh, they're they're going to be pretty safe, like mid to low end RB twos. Uh, you know, even if they're splitting up the workload. Yeah, I you know I've I've had Mostert ahead of Sermon um, all summer, and I, I got to admit I've made it I've pinched it a lot closer. I think I've got them like back to back in our best ball ranks now, um, for pretty much all the reasons you laid out. I mean, Sermon had you know by all accounts pretty good OTAs. He's getting a little bit of burn here with the ones. Um, you know, but you know, they're it's, Shanahan is wise to just, you know, yes. be very Jason. conservative, with, yeah, be conservative with all these guys like right now, just to keep them healthy. Um, yeah, uh, the way I think, I think the way I'm, I'm playing it in my head at least, and I don't know if this makes any sense, but I, the way I've been playing it in my head is like, okay, you know, seventh, eighth round of best ball. Like I kind of want guaranteed points in that range. And I still think there's some wide receivers and like, uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, like some guys that I, I feel a lot more comfortable about. So the way that I've been building my teams in best ball there is like, I'll dabble with those two guys. Um, but I, I kind of like the upside of Sermon in season long leagues and just kind of like stashing him in like as like an RB3, RB4, because, you know, if he does get that 1A role, um, you know, this is... The most that Shanahan's had invested in a back in in this yes, backfield the last is, couple of years. That's very true, yeah. Yeah. You know, so all these guys have been UDFAs or, you know, yeah. real late round picks. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. kind even, of my... even Wayne Goldman, you know, he was a one year deal with, you know, right. limited guaranteed money. So, yeah, they, you know, and they gave Mostert a little bit of extra money, but at the same time, like, yeah, this sermon is by far the, the most he's had invested. And if there's, if there's anybody that's really going to pop late down the, down the stretch, it's probably going to be sermon. So I kind of like him as like an upside stash for season long. Yeah, and I guess this... we don't touch about uh, talk about dynasty leagues too much, but I mean he's in a pretty good spot here. He's the only, yeah. you know, w- one of these guys 
only one of them that uh, is under contract after this season. So, yep. uh, you know, we, we did our dynasty league and I think we were, I think he went in the top three or four picks and we were all kind of a little surprised, but I mean, I guess if you look a little bit deeper, I mean, he's, he's going to be the man here. Nobody else is under contract. Uh, they use the third round pick on him. So, you know, he's, he, he's the man. And this is, as you touched on it, uh, you know, this has been a top five rushing offense for, you know, since Shanahan's Shanahan's been there. So, uh, you want pieces of this backfield when you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tom, that's going to do it. Uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow with an, or actually, this is coming out on a Friday. So uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week. How about that with the Seahawks and the Bucks? I want to thank everybody for listening once again to these podcasts. This is, these have been a lot of fun to do. Um, for Tom, I'm Graham. We will catch you next week with the Seahawks. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.